Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of finding your path. Now that sounds like a big life decision, but the way I'm looking at it, it really isn't. And there were two things that spurred this for me. The year of COVID, as we're probably all going to call it, has caused a lot of people to rethink their careers and their relationships and uh, their financial situations. All kinds of different things have come up for people. And those are life paths. Those are the big things in life. But there's also your everyday path. And what comes up for me is that the decisions I make on a minute Minutely, hourly, uh, daily basis are what really put me on a path or that they are a path. Introspection has helped me look at how much I have been driven by outside influences. One of the things that was going on for me is that my husband works really early hours. He leaves the house at five o'clock in the morning when I am dead asleep and he gets home about 1.30 or 2 in the afternoon. And for a very long time, this has been kind of difficult for me because there was part of me that if he was home, I couldn't do anything. Now, I have an office that's way set to the side. I can come in here and do whatever I need to do. But my little brain kept saying, well, your husband's home. You can't do blah, 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 blah. Well, he wasn't really home for much of COVID, but he did have an accident a few weeks ago and was home for eight weeks. And during that time, I learned that I can choose the path to come in here and work, and he's going to be fine in the other room, and it's all good. And it was a really, really good training for me. And so it got me to looking at other things that I'm doing or have been doing that somehow I thought was going to make the outside world happier and how I was limiting myself. And so it was like every time something would come along, it would be, what path would I choose? Am I going to step this way and do it this to do it the way maybe other people think I should? Or am I going to step this other way and do it in a way that might be better for me and certainly make me more productive? Another thing that kind of helped me was sitting in meetings and watching where I got triggered by things. Now, I'm not talking about being in a hostile Uh, environment. I'm just talking about the normal interactions between people. And there's something about sitting in meetings in Zoom that allows you, A, to see the expressions on everybody's faces. And there's also something that allows your mind to wander. And mine would often wander into, well, that's really annoying me. Well, why is that really annoying me? And so I did a lot of introspection about what kinds of things I was triggered by and why that was happening. And I realized that I could choose in any moment to step on a different little stone on my path and change the path. And the other thing that I've known for a long, long time, but of course you can know it and uh, not ever do it, right? Is just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should or you have to do that. And I actually got a really deep lesson in that many years ago in that I had a job that was incredibly stressful and I wanted to quit. And one of the people in this organization desperately wanted me to stay, partly for their own benefit and partly because they thought I was doing a really good job. But I finally ended up quitting after uh, another few months of putting myself through enormous amount of stress. And then I ended up with, fortunately, a light 
case of shingles after it was all over. And the friend came to me afterwards and, and she said to me, you know, I've learned a lesson is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should or doesn't mean it's even good for you. So all of these little hints and, and, and ideas about following a path, if you think about it, from the time you get up in the morning, you're following a path. You might follow the path to the bathroom and then to the kitchen and then to the cat food or the dog food and then out the back door to let the animal out. Or um, then, And then, the, then you follow the path back to get ready and then maybe you go to work either out in the world or into your uh, home office. Everything is a path that you're following. I don't know, some of you are probably familiar with the cartoon Family Circus where there's one little boy, when he would go a place, they showed his little path going all over the cartoon, all over the place, instead of taking a straight path. Well, um, that's often the way uh, our lives are, or our daily lives are, our daily paths are. So what it really comes down to for me is the awareness of what I'm doing in any one moment. If I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm feeling a little irritated or, you know, not, not real happy about something, it's like, well, okay, why, why is this happening? Instead of going into my story about what's happening, I start asking myself, why am I feeling this way? What's the dynamic here that's not working for me? If I am um, starting to say yes to something I probably don't really want to do, I am learning to take a breath and think about what I'm saying, and I can either say no, yes, or can I go think about this and come back to you? All of these things are completely acceptable. And what this process really means then is if you're finding, needing to find your path in the moment, it's called stop, take a breath, look within, listen to yourself, listen to what's really going on, listen to your body, because your body will give you more information than you probably actually want. And pay attention to that. And then choose what is best, not only for you, but for everyone concerned. Because think about this. If you choose to do something, or if you say yes to something that maybe you're perfectly capable of doing, but don't want to, or don't have the time to, and so you're squeezing it in with everything else, how is that good for anybody? Because you're going to be stressed out. Um, the people around you are going to be stressed out because maybe you're not going to be meeting the deadlines or maybe this other thing is going to happen or not happen or maybe you're just going to be cranky because you're feeling overwhelmed. All of these different things come into play and when you're thinking about what's the highest good for everyone involved, it means what's good for you, but it also is really looking at the overall picture and who's going to, how is everyone going to be best served in this? Am I the person to say yes to this? And then, of course, there's always the idea of saying no. Saying no is difficult for many of us. And a lot of times if you say no, then people will argue back at you and say, but, or they make you wrong for saying no, or they get their feelings hurt. But of course, their feelings are their responsibility, not yours. And yeah, you have to learn maybe to take a little bit of that flack and not take it personally. But saying no is okay. In fact, I learned a long time ago that no is a complete sentence. Two letters, N, O, and a period. It's a complete sentence. And sometimes you can say no. In fact, a lot of times you can say no and not explain yourself. You don't have to explain every single thing that you do or do not do. 
It's like I see in um, the uh, what they call the agony ant columns, uh, and Dear, Dear Abby and all of those different ones. People are often writing in and saying, you know, people invite me to these things and I don't really like going to them. And then I feel bad when I say no, and then they get their feelings hurt. And the advice always is simply say I have other plans. You don't have to explain yourself. I'm sorry I can't come tonight. It's a perfectly uh, legitimate explanation. If people press you, you say, I simply have other plans. It's none of their business what else you're going to do. Those plans might be sitting in front of Netflix with popcorn. Your plans are your plans. And you're not obligated to go and do things that you're really uncomfortable with, that you don't want to do, that make you uncomfortable. See, this is, again, choosing the path. And in my mind, I have a picture of all these different paths that have little stones on them. And so you, you know, the stepping stones. And which stepping stone are you going to choose? Finding your path is an ongoing daily practice. There's never going to be a destination. And even when we talk about life path, there's not a destination either. Everything is a process. But we come back to the daily process of finding your path, stepping stone by stepping stone, because that's really the most logical and easiest and most sensible way to do it. If you have a big dream, if you have a big life goal, how are you going to get there? You're going to get there one step at a time. You're not going to get there by leaping over 15 stones. You're not going to get there by leaping over the stream that's in your way. You're going to get there by following the process, taking the steps, walking across the the bridge if there is one, or building, you might have to build a bridge against that stream, across that stream. And that's okay. That's That's part of the journey. That's part of the passage. And finding your path is all about finding out who you are. Well, no, that's not true. I'm going to change that. As you find your path, stepping stone by stepping stone, that's how you start finding out who you are. And sometimes we have this idea of, I have to figure out who I am before I can move forward. Well, you can't move forward if you're not doing anything at all. And you're not going to find who you are unless you are doing something, taking some steps, moving, moving forward in some direction. And you know, paths are there. You can take a step back once in a while. It's perfectly okay to stay, take a step back and stop and say, I need to think about this for a while. I need more information. I need, I need to just rest and not do anything for a little bit. All of those things are perfectly acceptable. Your daily path is what leads you into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And the cool thing is, is there's so many different paths. You get up in the morning and you go perhaps to the bathroom and then perhaps to the kitchen, but maybe one day you go into the bathroom and then you go into the living room first. And then you start some laundry and then you go into the kitchen. You're still on your path. You're still doing the things that you need to do. And of course, this also has to, I'm talking about daily chores because they're an easy uh, metaphor for this. But whether it is your job, whether it is um, some dream you want, you have like being, being a painter or writing a book or doing some other thing out in the world, or maybe it's being a mom or a dad and raising a great family. Nobody has all the answers. 
Nobody, nobody, frankly, none of us know what we're doing. I want to really get this straight. We're all making it up as we go along. And yes, we do, uh, we do rely on our past experience and that can inform us. Our past experience can also give us reasons and excuses for not doing something because, oh, I screwed it up last time and now I'm afraid to do anything else. So our past experience is, is a, a good and a bad for us, depending on how we're using it. Depending on what path we take down that past experience depends, shows us whether or not it's going to be useful to us. And we get to choose which way we're going to, to go with it. Now, granted, looking back at past experience, one that made you uncomfortable or actually engenders fear in you is a little bit difficult. But if you go into it with, all right, that scared me. Why did it scare me? How do I work past that? And what did I learn from it? So looking at your past paths can help you figure out another way, another, another path to take. It's like, well, I took this path the last time. Let me try this other way this time. And it's amazing how you can shift in your, um, in your direction, in your focus. It's really, really helpful. At the beginning of this podcast, I mentioned that during the, uh, the lockdown time, when I had a lot of time to think, I was thinking about um, <clears throat> a lot of the things that I was doing for other people, perhaps. The other thing that I really became tuned to was a low-level anxiety that I was carrying almost continually because there were things I was saying yes to maybe that I didn't want to, but more that... Um, I was so concerned about not letting other people down and had this idea in my head that there were certain ways I needed to behave in certain situations that there was just this low anxiety humming along all the time. It wasn't anxiety attacks. It didn't cause me any really conscious trouble, but I was tense all the time. And I had a really hard time unwinding and I had a hard time just being who I was. And so I'm really grateful for this difficult year because it really showed me how, what I was doing to myself. That's what it showed me. And, you know, having my husband home for, actually he was only home for about five weeks after his accident. And that showed me another level of anxiety I ran because in my head, it was like, he expects me to be doing blah, 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 and this other blah, blah, blah over here. And he actually has none of those expectations. Those all come from my previous experience uh, being raised, you know, as a woman, women are supposed to do these certain things. My mother had criteria for what wives were supposed to do. And I really got in touch with how that tape was running in the background. And it's been very, very freeing. And I'm really happy about that. And so I know I'm not the only other person who has, first of all, was programmed because we're all programmed. I mean, that's how we are taught to fit into society. Uh, We have to be taught things as children. And some of the things we're taught are ideas that may not work for us anymore. And I'm not going to say mom and dad were bad. Yes, I know some people didn't have great parents. But what I'm talking about here is the things that we were taught that we carry forward that don't serve us anymore. And they don't even necessarily serve in the, um, the society or culture that we live in now. 
Uh, I grew up uh, a long time ago. Actually, I grew up a long time ago. But in the late 50s and early and, and mid 60s or 60s, there was, you know, all these ideas. And my generation started breaking down those ideas, one of which was simply skirt lengths and the way we dressed. And the time came where it wasn't necessary for women to walk around in, in dresses and high heels and pearls to do the grocery shopping and to just hang around the house. And that it was okay if guys didn't wear a coat and tie all the time. Yet a lot of the other things that we were taught are still in our heads and that's okay. It's becoming aware of them that helps you start to move into different direction. And so as you are walking through your day, looking at your little path, you know, I mean, you, you decide if you're going to cross the street, you decide if you're going to jaywalk or if you're going to go down, you know, through the, the pedestrian lane, all of those things are choosing your path. And if you think about your, your whole day like that and start becoming aware that you're constantly making choices, even if you're sitting in a meeting and getting triggered or you're in line at uh, the coffee place and it's not moving fast enough for you, you're making a decision, a choice, whether you're going to become irritated or not. You're making a choice if you're going to be nice and courteous to people. You know, I watch people in, in the stores, uh, people who are standing in line and becoming irritated because the line isn't moving fast enough. And I just make the conscious decision that <clears throat> this is my downtime. I'm taking a little vacation. I'm hanging out here. I'm watching people in the store. And maybe I do have some place to be. Maybe something else is going on. But it's not going to help me to be upset. It's not going to help me to get myself all wound up because then, well, I'll be all wound up. And then I have to go deal with whatever the next thing is in a wound up state of mind. And so I choose a path that says, okay, this is downtime. I'm just going to hang out in this line until it gets to be my turn. And no, it doesn't always work perfectly. I do have my moments of, oh, come on, please. Could you move the line a little longer, faster? But um, I do much better than some people I watch just get so, it looks like they're going to explode. I could go on with a lot more examples, but I think you get the point. The point is, is that everything we do is a step along our daily life path and that we can choose a different path at any moment at any time. And the way to do that is to stop, even for just a minute even for 30 seconds, just stop and listen, listen to what's going on in your head, but listen to your body, feel how your body feels. Because I, as I said, your body is going to give you an enormous amount of information. And once you do that, then you can choose what to do next. And now sometimes there's a lot of pressure. I get that. But practice in times when there's not a lot of pressure, and if you practice this enough, then in the times where you really have to think on your feet, you will have had enough practice, you will have had enough experience with doing this in less pressurized situations where you can quickly stop, take a breath, and if nothing else, say, I need a moment, or I need to go think about this, I'll get back to you. I guess the gist of what I'm trying to say today is Every step you take is a step on your path and every step takes you closer to whatever your final or your ultimate goal is because there is no final goal. And if you look at it as a daily path, 
maybe even an hourly path, maybe even a minutely path, depending on what you're doing, you'll take an enormous amount of pressure off yourself. And you'll also become much more aware of your inner workings and when you're doing something that you absolutely love, when you're doing something that, yeah, okay, I can do this because I need to. And when you're doing something that you really just don't want to do and you're doing it for other people and it doesn't take you along the path that you want to be going, it's perfectly okay to start making changes. So ultimately, I would say take it one step at a time. That is the very best that you can do. Step onto your path each day with joy and light and love. I wish you blessings and light as you find your divine path every day. I wish you blessings of love and light as you find your divine path. And we'll see you again here next week. And may the joys of the world go with you. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.